Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Today we're going to be playing Hamlet, the village building game. I guess we're British? Yeah. Why wouldn't uh, we be? <laughs> designed by David Chirkop of The Pursuit of Happiness and developed by Jonathan Harrington. The artist was Yusuf Artin. It was published in 2022 by Mighty Boards. When you think of a village builder, you think of England. <laughs> you think of sometimes <laughs> you sometimes think of card tableaus or static hex tile grids. Think again. That's what I think. Yep. Think again, BP. <laughs> okay. lots, lots of buildings, all with different shapes, all fitting together in interesting ways. One central hamlet that the players contribute to with its own self-forming demand and supply economy. Mm. Village, villagers walking through the hamlet, delivering food to households and building resources to construction sites. And one day, the church will finally be built. And the once little hamlet will become a fledgling town. Who will be the biggest benefactor when that happens? Mechanics are network route building, pickup and deliver, and tile placement. And the box art? Definitely looks like a little British village. A little English cottage with some ivy growing all over the house, which cannot be good for it, by the way. I feel like we have to be more northern England, right? Because of the mountains and stuff in the background. Isn't like sure. southern England more flattish? Uh, you know what? Honestly, don't know. It looks uh, looks pretty. The um, the font uh, reminds me of something, but I don't know what. Like a video game or something. Mm -hmm. I was gonna go with like a Disney film. It it, it looks like be, yeah. yeah yeah like a Moana style. Like hmm. all the letters kind of are put into each other, and I don't know that it jumps out at you, but um, it's a pleasant scene. All right. Uh, based on all this, would you pull it off a shelf, BP? Probably not. Nothing exciting on the box. I mean, it's not even as cool as one of those little 1,000 piece oh. <laughs> jigsaw puzzles. Yeah, uh, 1,000 piece puzzle. <laughs> um, and a village building game. Like, I don't know. Nothing, nothing's hearkening to me. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, box art might catch my eye just because it's colorful, but I would think, oh, another village building game. That I could just be think playing again. tiny towns or something. Yeah, yeah. Think but, again. Uh, I mean, the description is slightly intriguing uh, with the whole self-forming demand and supply economy, but that it could also be boring because <laughs> economic games are hit or miss. So uh, I'll I'll say no. Yeah, I'm gonna go with no as well. I think I don't think I would get past the box art because the box art looks kind of boring-ish. Um, but I agree with you. Like I. I'm curious to see how the self-forming economy works, because that seems like something that would be difficult to pull off in a board game. It does. Yeah. All right. Uh, how do we think it's played? Um, it's not your typical village building game. We have to think again. Uh, so there's no tableau or statics hex tile grids like you expected, BP. I know. Um is it sad that when it said your village builder, I was actually thinking about a person? <laughs> what, what? How does that work? A, a like builder, a, a construction, oh, okay. construction yeah. type person. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, okay. Okay. So we're playing a construction worker. We are Bob a, the builder. It, it's it's a it's an architect who architects. Yeah. 
Yep. Yeah. So we're Bob the Builder. We've got um, lots of buildings. Assembling our English hamlet in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Turning uh, it into a fledgling town. So eventually right. we want to be so rich that we attract a priest to build a church. Right. Well, we have to be benefactors. So really we want to expand our, we're going to go from being builder to, um, I don't know what comes after builder. Well, you got to start low, right? You got to be like, you're a general you contractor be- and then slowly you get more and more jobs. You start hiring more and more people. And then before you know it, you're building houses on YouTube. And you're the property manager. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly how that all works. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we got to deliver food. So uh, mm-hmm. we got a cart. <laughs> We're going to walk around with our cart delivering things. We're inventing um, medieval DoorDash. Okay. So, yes, medieval DoorDash. I love it. Medieval DoorDash um, the game. <laughs> yes. Dark Dark Ages DoorDash. You get some alliteration in there. Oh, I like oh. it. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and, and watch out if they've if they've got the the hex over their door. Just leave it leave it at the front door. Yeah, there's no static hexes here. Nope. Think again. Um, so network route building. So we're gonna be yeah. That's our this is, this we're building dark, our routes yeah. for a cart. Our dark ages DoorDash pick up, pick and, up deliver. and deliver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dark Ages DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah. We we got it. Honestly, I want to play Dark Ages DoorDash. <laughs> yeah. I want to play so, Dark Ages DoorDash. BP, tell us the history of how food was delivered in the Middle Ages. Yes. So, how did DoorDash work <laughs> in the Middle Ages? In the Middle Ages. When I heard the word Hamlet, I thought of tiny pigs. No. Just me. Okay. <laughs> yes. Apparently. What was your omelet, Hamlet? Yes. Yeah. My omelet with ham. Um, I thought of the tragedy of Hamlet by William Shakespeare. Of course. Um, so this play is... I, pr- in the famous setting of England. I mean, Denmark. Right. Was, oh, it was a Denmark. <laughs> it, was Denmark. Denmark. Wait, it was not in England? <laughs> no. <laughs> Shows you how much I know. <laughs> well, we, we're not doing a whole history of Hamlet or all of the literary analysis. It is um, one of the top four of his plays of all time. Um, it is the longest play as well. Uh, and it was written sometime between 1599 and 1601. Um, it's one of his historical tragedy uh uh, plays, if you're familiar uh, with the storyline, just real fast. Um, kid, how does it go again? Uh, the the Prince Hamlet, uh, his father was killed by his, un- well, by H- Hamlet's uncle. So his brother, who was then trying to marry Hamlet's mother so he could be the legitimate king. In the meantime, Prince Hamlet was trying to enact revenge uh, on his uncle. uh, And as far as I remember, in the meantime, kind of goes crazy. Uh, His sister kills herself and, you know, it gets dark real fast. Yes, the tale as old as time. Um, Shakespeare himself was probably born in a little hamlet. His father was a glove maker. I wonder what that would uh, do to a Dark Ages DoorDash. I mean, you'd need the gloves to be able to handle the food. 
I mean, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. I don't understand you today. What? You don't get that reference? No. It's um, a famous yeah. Shakespeare line. Right. Yes. It's well, from, it's from Macbeth, though. We're talking Hamlet. Yeah. Hamlet, by the way, out. is the most quoted of Shakespeare's plays. I don't know anything about Hamlet. Macbeth, to be though. or not to be. Oh, is that Hamlet? That's Hamlet. Okay. All um, I know is Macbeth because I did a bunch of, I talked about King Nothing in English class. Because um, the lyrics are basically Macbeth. And made extra credit using Ultima Online. Uh, yeah, so Hamlet was uh, alive around the turn of the 17th century. Uh, he is known mostly for his comedies and tragedies and, of course, his histories. I think the top most um, popular of his works, including Hamlet, are, which is supposedly like a tragic history, although there's... It's not based uh, kind of like his Julius Caesar or Pericles on actual figures. Um, those are some of his top ones. Richard III and Henry IV. Those are his top plays. I read a thing recently that we don't actually know what William Shakespeare looks like. Right. Because the painting that's in like the National Gallery that everyone says like this is William Shakespeare mm -hmm. was painted by... Yeah, so that picture mm -hmm. uh, was painted by a dude that actually, never actually met him. Right. Uh, and then there's another famous picture that was commissioned by his friends and family and was done by a person who never met Shakespeare. Uh, and then there's a statue where he was buried that was commissioned by his family well after his death mm -hmm. uh, and done by a person who definitely never met or saw him. So yeah. the, the major images that we assume. And then when you look at that statue... It's like real bad, like Cristiano Ronaldo, that statue that they made of him that. Oh, yeah. There was a statue that they made. He looks real bad. He is real <laughs> and they had to redo it. Um, yeah. No, there are a few records of Shakespeare's private life that do survive. And so there's more speculation about what he looked like, his, you know, all, all of these things. And even. Uh, if works were actually written by him and yeah, there's yeah, if he was even real. Yeah. yeah there's so many, real? uh, I mean, we do have records of his birth, so. Allegedly. You know what? Time travel is a motherfucker. To be or not to be. And now you shall join us for our reading of Hamlet. <laughs> Excellent. Tell us how to play Hamlet. All right. Do we get dressed up? I forgot that we're not playing the Shakespeare game. <laughs> we are all residents. We are all residents of a small village with big aspirations. We want our we we want our own church because hamlets are towns that don't have a church. Right. And once you get a church, you're no longer a hamlet, but you're a village. So the player that contributes the most to the village and to the church is the winner. The first player is. Randomly chosen. Uh, but I thought the last to visit a European hamlet uh, or the last to visit a church. Um, and then this is where we lose all of our deeply religious listeners. Because I don't know when the last time any of us have been in a church. Uh, I was in one in England. There you go. Oh, OK. So I think Eric gets to go first. Oh. Yeah. Church tourism is the only time I ever go in one. I can honestly say the last time I was in a church was in 2015 and it was in Jerusalem. Jerusalem yeah. The Church of the Holy Sepulchre? I mean, mine would have I been. I think is what it was. No, because we went to the mission in 2018. Oh, yeah, I guess that counts. Actually, it's a cathedral, so it does yeah. count. Is Snow Hill a hamlet? 
I don't know if I've ever been in a Hamlet if it's not one because that's the smallest place I was at. Uh, I learned the other day that uh, yes, Church, Church of- Hamlet. I've been in a Hamlet. <laughs> okay, all right. Eric definitely gets to go first. <laughs> He's been in a Hamlet and a church. Um, Mostly because I just happen to be in England. <laughs> but- yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, in England, churches that are no longer used as churches are called redundant churches. Okay. Yeah, because it's just a church building that's no longer used as a church building, but they didn't tear them down, so they're just called redundant. I mean, did they repurpose them at least? Uh, I think some of them, yes. That's weird. It's called yeah. redundant. Yeah, I know. yeah, it's fun. Uh, okay. okay, so um, so Eric gets to go first, and then play's going to go clockwise or however it looks in tabletopia so on a player's turn they're going to take the following actions you're going to move your donkeys so <laughs> this can only be f- be performed once per turn so you're going to move each of your donkeys to an adjacent tile if it's connected by a road yes our dark ages doordash donkeys yes i love it okay dark ages doordash donkeys This is why you're not allowed we, to talk while I'm doing We anything. are doing great today. This is yeah. going to be a, a long one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first, uh, one of the actions you, you can take is move your donkeys. The other action you're going to take is you're going to take a villager action. So uh, each of your villagers may perform one action per turn. Uh, once they perform an action, lay the villager on its side so that you know that that villager already took an action. So your actions are you can activate a building on a tile on the board. So you can activate any building that is connected via a road to the church by moving your villager there. So there's a church tile within the center of the table. Um, and so there are roads that go out from it. And so as long as the building you want to use is connected via roads to that church, you can use it. So uh, there are three types of buildings. You have the producer buildings, which will uh, have raw materials on them. So you're just going to fill up the slot and then you'll gain the reward from that tile. Refinery tiles will let you transport raw materials to the building and then refine them. So you'll have like wheat and you can turn them into flour. Uh, the town hall will let you take two actions. You can purchase a blueprint, which is essentially one of the market tiles. Uh, if you already have three tiles, you can't perform this action. You can hire a worker. Uh, your first worker costs you five, and then the next one costs you seven, the next one costs you nine, uh, and they start the church. Or you can pr- uh, purchase more donkeys. Uh, and they're going to be three to four gold pieces a piece, and it's based on your player count which I think for a three-player game, it's going to be three gold per. Uh, and they're added anywhere on the road network, and they're immediately available. And then the church tile lets you make a delivery. So each delivery has a different cost and a different reward. And if there's no action is available in the rest of the village, so if there's nothing that you can do um, in the village, you can just take an action at the church, and that lets you gain a gold. And then finally, the market. Uh, It's like a church delivery, but the market will change as the game progresses. And you basically can purchase goods, um, materials, or you can sell materials uh, to little tiles. So they'll tell you what what they want, and then you get the reward if you can fulfill it. And then finally, you can construct a building. Uh, So that's all your activate building actions. You can construct a building. So you're going to take one of your blueprints from your hand. Uh, move a villager to a tile that has an open side. You're going to pay the cost on the blueprint card, and then you just have to match it to the tile side for the tile that you're in. So uh, mountains can match to a forest, but roads must match to roads, and all sides must meet this adjacency rule. 
And then finally, you, or next, you have to transport the required material. So the, the goods, when we produce them, will stay on the tile and they're communal goods. So anybody can end up using them. So when you try to transport them, they can move exactly one space from where they are to an adjacent tile. But your donkeys will let them go an additional space. So donkeys will move uh, your tiles. So you're going to move the goods one at a time. So you could use the same donkey over and over again if you need to use it to transport the goods. If you can't get all the goods there, you can't build the building and we don't move any of the goods. Um, and if the, all the required materials, I just said that. All right, consume the materials as they arrive to the destination. Raw materials go back to the supply and refined and high quality materials go back to the player who produced them and then place the tile and then gain the reward. If the building is connected to the church road network and you still have a villager available, you can immediately activate that building. And then your third action you can take is you can build a road. So uh, sometimes buildings can't connect to the road network based on the image on the tile, but you can connect two tiles that aren't already connected to a road. So it costs you two wood to connect two matching mountain sides, and it costs two ore to connect two touching forest sides. But you can never connect a forest to a mountain because basically there's a cliff there, so you can't connect it via a road. When your turn ends, stand up all your villagers and then play moves to the next player. When the final church delivery has been made, the current round is finished so that all players get the same number of turns and then the final scoring occurs. So end of game rewards are given out with ties sharing the points. Some buildings are landmarks and they're and they'll score additional points for the player that built them. And then count the number of networks. Each one grants one point. Finally, gain one point for every three gold. Our hamlet is now a town. The player with the most points is the winner and is now known as the town founder. In the case of a tie, the player with the most church deliveries is the winner. And if it's still tied, the player with the most market tiles is the winner. And those are the rules. One a really good Shakespeare quote, but I can't think of one. So let's play. To play or not to play. Das ist die Frage. We just finished a game of Hamlet. To recap, uh, BP had 57 flower points. Kiwi had 58 church points. And I won with 82 outpost points. Uh, winning strategy uh, was uh, build landmarks. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I had two. I kind of just did what was fun, which was cr being the uh, master crafts person. So I did a lot of like um, the, uh, uh, I guess, upgraded crafting. I don't know if that helped that much. And then I liked all the landmark ones. So I was building those and apparently those gave a ton of points. I feel like I gave you a ton of points, like using all your stuff. So I feel like it was mm -hmm. good to have that. But in like up a until the, master. Um, the, I mean, the, the landmark scoring, I was, I think, right. about tied with BP behind you. And yeah. Then, but yeah, I, I like the master craftsperson part. Uh, you guys strategy? Um, I was well, obviously I tried to like just crush the church. Yeah. I was hoping did. to get a bunch of points yeah. by just doing doing the church. And then um I feel like I didn't use the master craftsman as much as Eric did. 
Well, I feel like you had to kind of choose between producing or, you know, consuming the stuff. Right. Because you also had the most market. So the church and the market, you were just profiting off of our hard work. Right. Yep. I was I was a hard worker. Yeah. I was trying to build the stuff so that you could fulfill your orders. Mm hmm. Yeah, BP was probably the most productive for the town because I think you build a bunch of the uh, like production buildings. Yeah, and I just stuff. did the dairy farm. That's all I did. Yeah. All right. Uh, what did you think of the theme? Did you feel like we were uh, Dark Age Donkey Delivery door- DoorDash? Um, no. Yeah. I almost went with just Hamlet and did you feel like you were Shakespeare? Shakespeare, no. I mean, it's did- wrong, yeah. For the actual theme of building a town and moving resources, kind right. of. Um, I mean, we called stuff by their names and some of the building tiles were interesting. Like we did a couple, ooh, a barn or ooh, a warehouse. Or, yeah, that's uh, true. You know. A, war, a warehouse, <laughs> which is actually a warehouse, which I'm fairly certain at certain points during the thing I said whorehouse. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I guess it was there, but was it that interesting? Meh. I, yeah, I don't think so. Which we all kind of said at the very beginning. And when we said, would we pick it up? And we all said, no, because it doesn't sound super interesting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was, and I don't know how different it was because you were still laying down hexagonal tiles. Uh, Some of them weren't quite hexagons, though. So it made it. But I think compared to like leaf that we just played, where you actually had like leaf shaped tiles, Mm -hmm. that was just more, more interesting. so yeah. Um, anything else on theme? No. Uh, table presence, BP. I mean, it did end up looking pretty interesting trying to cram everything together. So I feel like you might turn your head because it it does look different from your normal. Everything's going to fit nicely into a hexagon pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only that, I mean, the, the shapes were like not normal right. shapes. So like I felt like that went into it, too. So I, I agree. Like, I think, you know, especially if you were, it was like a later game mm-hmm. and you saw like this giant sprawling like little village with with shape with tile shapes that were abnormal. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we've played a game with tile shapes like this. With a bunch of I will say, discs. Yeah. Looking on Board Game Geek pictures, the... It looks like it'd be far more interesting in person. There's actual like donkey meeples and like the bridges are bridges. So Um, I think that's those are Kickstarters. I think it is Kickstarter, but looking at that version and then there's even like little like stand up buildings you put on things. So it would have a much stronger table presence with all that. Now, what the base game looks like, I'm not sure. I think Um, it's just discs and and, uh, yeah, our our Tabletopia version, if that represents it, was... um, I like maps like I really I like like when we pulled it out, I was pretty excited. It's like, oh, it's like a map of a medieval village. Is, I love it. Yeah. But then you end up putting so much junk on it. It kind of just obscures mm-hmm. it. And it like compared to uh, Cape May, where we put stuff on it and it made it look better. Like we put stuff on it and it made it look worse. And then you're I was constantly mm-hmm. moving things around because it's like you cover up the little icons and things on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. So mechanics, Kiwi. Um, so I liked the like how you moved the goods. So that made it interesting, especially when we were like, OK, you can only move the donkey once. So, like, you know, Eric created this giant donkey train to build his outpost. <laughs> and he was like, all right, outpost built. 
donkey train reverse (laughs) (laughs) move the donkey train out so like that definitely added for a little bit of like oh i want to build it over here but it's going to take me x number of turns but i want the benefits now so i've got to build it closer and now it's not optimal so there's like i did like that aspect of it and that was probably and then the differently shaped tiles um was nice as well because you know sometimes you play a game it's like always hexagons everything matches up nice um so those were probably two mechanics that i appreciated yeah um the donkey train was interesting not quite what i was expecting with the donkey cart movement (laughs) Um, the tiles maybe i feel like i didn't put a lot of thought into where i play stuff until towards the end before it just seemed like "Eh, yeah just fit it in where it fits um, otherwise you're kind of just pick up, deliver, oh. dark ages, donkey door dash. It, mm-hmm. it felt a little like clunky mechanically for whatever reason. Like, I guess, cause there's like your worker placement, but it's not worker placement and there's tile placement. But a lot of times like the didn't matter cause she's built the path anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, rules. How was it learning the game? I think when we actually got into it, it wasn't, I, I, I'm, it wasn't too bad. However, we I think we needed to go a couple of rounds and Kiwi had to explain stuff to us. Yeah. Probably a couple of times. Yeah. And I think that goes back to like just the clunkiness it kind of felt mm-hmm. like where it's sort of like it kind of makes sense, but something just seemed like we're like, oh, your meeples can move anywhere, but your donkeys can move one and your uh the way you move to a spot to build so it's just I don't know. Yeah. I think that made it just a little bit hard to learn. Uh, and then keep on the rule book. Seemed like you had to look up a lot. Yeah. And I really hope so the rule book and like BP can see it on our side. It's it, it is definitely like a pre final production. Like it, it is not mm-hmm. their you know, final, like there's lots of images missing that should be there. And then like, you know, it's just text on white pages with some pictures dropped in. Like it was created in word and then saved as a PDF. Um, the unfortunate part is, is that's what's attached to Tabletopia. So when you click on the rules in Tabletopia, that's the file it gives you. I think they're close to uh, fulfillment for sending it out. So there might be a better version, uh, but I hope they put a lot of effort into <laughs> making the rule book readable and usable because like, you know, we had questions on the scoring. It was like, you get one point per building that is connected, like that you have a road connecting it to. And so then it was like, well, what counts as a building? Because mm-hmm. in the section where you build the tiles, it literally says, you know, build a building. But then you have buildings, you know, you have tile building tiles that say, you know, large mountain range. Or pond. Or pond. Like, yeah. okay, I can see that you go out and build yourself a pond, but you're not going out, out and building yourself a large mountain range. <laughs> yeah. And it's also not a building. So it was a conversation of, you know, is it, per tile is it actual buildings and then what indication is there for an actual building and i think in eric's little you know six points that he got for that one you know strand of of tiles it was like if we had gone with every tile as a building it was one score if we went with tiles that were actual buildings it was a different score and if we went with tiles that you could send a worker to that was a third score yeah. so it was like i don't know which one it was actually supposed mm-hmm. to be so I hope they put a lot of effort into it because the way the rule book was, was not great and yep. it made it harder to teach and find stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, player interaction. Um, it's pretty good uh, for like this style of game. Like there was a lot of like, you know, we're doing all the work and Kiwi is profiting from it. And, oh, you know, right. you're kind of thinking, OK, well, I want to do this thing. But if I can't complete it, then some the next person's just going to do right. it. So it was kind of interesting. Um, I there were a few times where I was like, I kind of just wish this were a cooperative game and we were all building the town. But yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes I felt like the competitiveness was not like necessary but i don't know what you think so yeah I, yeah and i'll disagree on this point i think like i the fact that you know bp was doing a ton of work and then you and i were just profiting off of it or you doing work and i profited off of that i felt like i in turn was not setting up bp to do anything because i was using everything that you guys did which then either yeah. forces two things. One, you guys have to make decisions that aren't optimal for you that just help me. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I think I was ahead for almost the entire game mm-hmm. because of that. And two, if I, if you guys then decide, well, I'm not going to produce anything because Kiwi's just going to get stuff out of it and you just stop producing. Yep. Then the game stalls. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we disagree. It's, it's, I think I think that's why I was saying I feel like a cooperative would have been, yeah, felt better. Like I, I f- yeah, and I feel like yeah, if, if everybody is a worker and you either get to do a village action or move a donkey around, and then you're trying to build the church in a certain number of turns so that you can beat a another local hamlet, hamlet, a neighboring hamlet, yeah. right, to a church so that you can be more prominent. Yeah, that'd be a little bit more interesting. Yeah. I think. I think because I also switched to doing the the landmarks, which is a little bit more. Not like I didn't really care what you were doing because I was just building the stuff I wanted to. That's also yeah. why I didn't worry too much about what because I kind of I was like, well, the game's not going to end if you don't finish the church. So I'll support you building the church, but I'm going to keep doing my landmarks out here. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so BP was mostly the abused working class. Peasants <laughs> being oppressed. Help, help, I'm being oppressed. All right. Uh, would you play it again? BP. No. There was just nothing. There was nothing to start with. There was nothing. I mean, I, I, I felt like it was very at its rudimentary sense for me, more just a worker placement. And every once in a while, I would try to figure out how to get the things that I had been producing or produce them to build more buildings that. I rarely got to use. Like I rarely got to use the dairy farm. I rarely got to use the windmill that I built, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, in fairness, the windmill did come out super late. Yeah. But. Uh, Kiwi? Yeah, I'm a no as well. I think for the, kind of the same reasons, like I, it's one of those games where like, depending on when you, where you go, you could just be helping other people. Like what, what fun is that? Like I, I'd rather have a game where, you know, the worker placement aspect actually matters. And, mm-hmm. and I think Erica, you know, making something like this cooperative, maybe right. I would have more fun doing mm-hmm. it because then we're all working together. I did like having the village at the end because that was fun. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, to get there was not pleasurable. Yeah. I, I wanted to like it a lot more. I'll say that's, that. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. I When we pulled it out, I was like, oh, I want to like this because it's like an overhead map of a village. Like you said, building out the village is cool. The idea of donkey delivery system was pretty cool. But um, yeah, it just it didn't didn't do 
the the game there wasn't fun. The concept I wanted to like, but yeah, um, yeah. All right, uh, that was Hamlet, or otherwise known as the Dark Ages DoorDash delivery s- service. The Dark Ages Donkey DoorDash delivery. Right. So, if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail, or we are also on Twitter, Instagram at firstturncast. And the podcasting camel says, as he, I mean, is taking a camel train, he's going to just insert himself into the donkey delivery service. Dark Ages donkey delivery service. You forgot DoorDash. Yeah, yeah. Dark Ages donkey DoorDash (laughs) delivery. Okay. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Our new tile is a warhouse. My. Oh, sorry. A warehouse. The old house of war. The old house of war. So you could have like a row of donkeys basically to transport all the goods. uh, Donkeys don't really carry it like a donkey. They like firemen carry it. Yes. Yes. You're (laughs) creating a a funny visual I have now. uh, A donkey route. I guess I should make stuff. It seems like we're out of stuff. Oh, uh, first donkey train reverse. (laughs) Back out, back out. We built our outpost.